What's going on, best friends, and welcome to another episode of Best Friends Talk Funny, the only kind of funny community podcast all about said community. I'm your host, Kyle Stevenson, a.k.a. Who Dat Ninja 73 and boy, it's been a while. It's been a long time, and when I say that I'm unlucky, I mean it. It's been an unlucky stretch. Uh, it's been two months since I put an episode out, which is not what I want to do. Um, but basically, here's what happened. Uh, the last episode featuring the lovely Teddy Chinaris um, is out. You should definitely go listen it, to it um, if you haven't already. And then um, E3 happened, and I was doing a bunch of stuff with my good buddy Joe and the trophy room. And then I was gearing up for uh, summer camp and the end of the school year. And the moment that summer camp started, which was on July 1st, I think, um, I went to camp, felt great, came home, uh, got pink eye. (laughs) I got pink eye the second day of camp. Uh, which went into both of my eyes, and I couldn't look at a screen, um, which sucked. So I basically kind of sat at home, um, just off and on sleeping because I couldn't really sleep. And on top of that, I also got sick with like uh, like pneumonia or something. The doctors didn't even tell me exactly what I had, but they gave me medicine that treats pneumonia, so that's what I'm going with. Um, I'm finally better. As you can tell, I'm not coughing, which is great. I couldn't say more than maybe a couple sentences, uh, before I had a coughing fit, um, a couple weeks ago. Um, so yeah, I've been just trying to get better and, um, you know, just trying to find the the energy because being sick takes a lot of energy out of you, um, to do this show, which I love. And, um, I say this too often because... Uh, I truly think I'm one of the most unluckiest people in the entire world. Um, My apologies to my guests on this episode for taking so long because it's a fantastic conversation. Um, And it was supposed... I'm so mad at myself because it was supposed to... um, I had like a world exclusive (laughs) on this episode. And I'm kind of bummed that I didn't get to uh, put it out uh, before... Uh, like right as the the news broke, um, which I'm talking about, of course, um, uh, our friends uh, over at Your Geeky Gal Pal, which is no longer Your Geeky Gal Pal. It is now Uppercut, which I love that new name. And on this episode, we had the one and only Jess Cogswell, who uh, writes for them along with uh, Irrational Passions, um, and she does incredible stuff. And um, we talked about Uppercut, we talked about her love of uh, Tifa and Final Fantasy VII, um, the importance of mental health and why it's super important to be open about it and to take care of your mental health. Um, and yeah, I, this is a, a one of my favorite conversations I've had on this uh, show, and I'm so excited for you to hear it. Enough of me rambling. I promise that I will do better in being more consistent, but without further ado... Let's get to know best friend a bit better. Kind of funny is best friends. What that means is we are there for each other. What that means is that you can go to any kind of funny live event. You can go to an RTX. You can go to a PAX. And if you see someone in one of our shirts, you can go up and talk to them. You can go to dinner with them. Kind of funny is this.
Jess Cogswell, welcome to Best Friends Talk Funny. How are you doing here on this lovely Tuesday night evening? I am doing absolutely fantastic. How are you? I'm hanging in there. You know, it's getting hotter, which means I get more angry because as a big person, I don't like the heat. I'd rather stay cold all year round. I am the same way. I prefer uh, cold weather, rainy weather, anything that allows me to stay underneath blankets and bundled up. (laughs) Yeah. Um, My rule of thumb is like, there's only so many layers of clothes I can take off to feel comfortable. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so, like, in wintertime, yeah, give me all the sweatshirts and blankets and let me snuggle up and just chill. Cozy is absolutely the preferred state of being. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So before we get into, like, where you're from and what do you do and all that jazz, we have some excellent questions from our uh, the best friends out there, which I'm very excited to get into because I feel like we're going to get some good answers. Okay. Um, (laughs) I'm scared. Yeah. you write for Irrational Passions, uh, and you're geeky gal pal, and you're you're into the the video games, as my parents would call it. Yes. Um, <laughs> how'd your E3 go? Because E3 has been just came a couple weeks ago. I know that exhausted me. That's kind of why there hasn't been an episode because I was just tired. Uh, so how how was it for you? What's funny is I completely escaped having to do any and all E3 work. Oh, nice. <laughs> um, like, I mean, it was still, I, I loved E3. I love um, just hearing about the different games that are coming. And the Final Fantasy VII remake is a game that I've been waiting for for like yes. literally 15 years probably because, mm-hmm. I mean, I played the game like in 97 <laughs> or maybe 98 yes. maybe like the following yeah. year um and that is the the game that made me fall in love with video games um so like that in itself is just like that made e3 just in itself right there um but yeah, yeah as far sure. as like actually doing any writing and stuff i uh i was on a cruise <laughs> the entire time oh, so um that's right i remember seeing the pictures now, now i remember that. yeah so i i like joked about because like what like a month and a half ago or a couple months ago when we were doing you know our rational passion staff meeting they're just like so what do you guys think like what should we do and i'm like i'm gonna say right now that i am gonna be gone for literally the entire <laughs> thing so i unfortunately will not be able to do much but uh where'd you go um i went to so it was out of la so i drove down south um because i live in northern california and uh then we went to catalina island and then ensenada mexico and then back up and then i spent um like three four days after that just hanging out in la that's awesome was it nice and relaxing? I've never been on a cruise, so. It actually, so <laughs> I, I'm somebody who gets like motion sick a little bit. Ah, gotcha. So I like my stomach just, I don't know. I, I felt queasy the entire time. I didn't actually like throw up <laughs> or anything like that, mm-hmm. but like it, it definitely threw me off, but it was good. Um, I'm also just not really like, I think that I'm not the type of person who would ever do a cruise myself like it was a free family trip type thing. And I was like, yeah, like, gotcha. you know, this is really cool. It's a cool opportunity. Like, you know very grateful for that but i just i'm like more one of those people like drop me off and like let me stay in airbnb and like explore myself you know yeah like that's kind of yeah, how i do vacations so it was a little mm-hmm. different for me i can imagine being a, on a cruise for myself just feeling like you're in a metal can yeah and like you can't really escape even if you wanted to like sure it's big enough you probably have more rooms and different things to do but still have the feeling like i can't I can't go to a different town. Yeah, like, like if I stuck. wanted to leave, I could not do that. <laughs> yeah, and Unless I definitely you're like felt those that. idiot people who jump off cruise ships. Yeah, which are stupid. <laughs> don't I do that. don't 
yeah, no. Like when you're up there, like on the top deck, looking down into the water, I just mm, that looks very painful. I would yeah. not recommend. <laughs> was it a, like a big cruise ship? Like how many? Uh, yeah, it was stories tall. I think it was uh twelve. Oh wow! So okay. it was it was pretty big. It was like a carnival cruise thing. Um, so yeah, it was it was a pretty sizable ship. <laughs> yeah, uh, that. I mean, cruise ships in general, like, how do people even make that? Like, that that confuses me. Like, just the engineering, like, (laughs) mind to to make this giant ship and not make it sink. Like, it's crazy. No, I, there are a few, and Angie makes fun of me. Um, So, like, the show How It's Made, like, I sometimes Uh can't watch that because it gives me such bad anxiety because I just don't understand, like, the pure, like, quantity of, like, items being mass produced. Like, I mean, I get it, but it's, like, just so overwhelming to me. And, like, I think the same thing with, like, ships and like really big buildings and also bridges bridges stress me out (laughs) i am with you on that okay like it's really weird but i just like i'm like wow how on earth can we make that like something like especially bridges like they're so precise people are gonna think i'm like really weird i'm like going off on this whole thing about like bridges and how they freak (laughs) me out i'm with you on this one (laughs) like there, there comes a certain point when you're making a building a bridge like, how do you continue it without it falling down? Yeah. Like, there's, it's weird. This is this is a whole different podcast in itself. I know. I guess. Um, but uh, I re- I just remembered before the cruise, uh, you had an opportunity to go to the Final Fantasy concert, correct? I did, yes, because Nabishin is the kindest human alive, and he bought Andrew and I tickets. And because I think I posted something about how like I was going to be in LA that night, and I was like super bummed that like I didn't have the money to snag him like before. Mm-hmm. And he was just kind of like, he, I think he messaged Andrew because it was a surprise to me. He messaged Andrew and was like, "Hey, like, are you going to be there too?" And Andrew's like, "Yeah, yeah, why? What's up?" Um, and he's like, "Okay, well then I'm going to buy two tickets because um, there's no reason that you guys are." down there and shouldn't go to it and he just sent it our way and we were both floored yeah that is unbelievably kind <clears throat> yeah that's incredible no absolutely like just incredible like I, I can't you know how i can't believe bridges exist i also cannot believe yes. people like nabashan exist so <laughs> yeah agree um, uh, so sweet. so that being said how how was the concert it was good um it was like i don't know if you saw like tweets about it and stuff like that mm-hmm. it was a little bit strange <laughs> So the concert itself when the when the symphony played was excellent. <laughs> However, I will say um the symphony played like probably 10 songs and okay. it was like a two and a half hour concert and the rest of it oh, was like geez. it was like midi files. They were just playing songs from the game cuz like they started off with um bombing mission like the opening number um sweet. Yeah, which was amazing and they actually played that one. And uh, they basically use just, like, a reel, like, you know, a sizzle reel, I guess, from, like, the entire mm-hmm. game. And they went through the entire game from from that to the very end. Um, and they played, like, the big songs. But, you know, I guess just in between, they just played files, which was a little bit strange. Um, they did. Did have... they have, like, the, the video of the game behind it, the, the music? Or yes, the music they itself? did. Yeah, so the whole the whole time the game was like in the background. Oh nice. Um, okay. But it was cool. I mean, it was I, I cried like three times. <laughs> that music is super emotional. Final Fantasy music is. is no joke. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like as soon as um it got to what flowers blooming in the church, um, mm. which is the whenever Cloud falls um and he crashes through Eris' church 
and yeah. uh, that's the first time they meet and like you know they start it started playing that and like you see the black screen and like Eris you know pop up saying like hello or like you know yeah. whatever and I was just like <gasps> so <laughs> I yeah. lost it then oh my god um I cried when they did uh oh I cried just at the very beginning too so I cried at the very beginning cried there and then I also cried uh when they did her theme song too and they didn't actually show her uh I think they showed part of like the actual like death scene sorry spoilers mm. for 20 something year old yeah. game <laughs> 22 um oh wow and uh so they showed part of it but they they just went back and they like showed like like the date at the golden saucer and like all of this like just like oh, clips man. and stuff and like yeah. all of these scenes with Aerith in it and i was like i can't i can't do yeah. this <laughs> that, that is the only reason i don't have a spotify but that is the reason why i want one it's just so i can have the final fantasy it's music so now good. Just like whenever I feel like, you know, putting on some Final Fantasy Nine music. Or yeah. one of my favorites, Final Fantasy Eight. Just put Ooh, any of that you're an in eight my fan. ears. Like, yeah. I love eight. I I'm actually you know what's funny is I was just I, I was texting Moises last night actually and we were talking about Final Fantasy music because he like texted me and he was like, How come the Final Fantasy seven soundtrack is all in Japanese on Spotify? And I was like, It's not <laughs> <laughs> And then we, yeah. we figured it out and but then we were just talking about other Final Fantasy games and uh you know, we were both talking about how, like, we're super excited for the remake of 8 because yeah. I I think that's also one of, like, his favorites. It's kind of an unusual mm-hmm. one, though. A lot of people, like, it is. give it crap. And I, from what I played of it, I thought it was really fun. But I need mm-hmm. to play it again. Yeah, I, I understand why people don't like it as much, especially, like, the battle system with the junctioning and draw yeah. thing. Um, it takes some getting used to, but... I just like the the fact like where it's very stats based. Mm-hmm. So like depending on what magic you junction to which skill, like some fighters will be more stronger, and you know, the guardians guardian forces will learn new skills that help you outside of battle. Like it's very complex, and I think as far as like the character standpoint, which is another one that people give it shit shit about, it's just like Squall is like a kind of complex character when you really get into it. Yeah, like, on the surface, he's just like a whiny baby. Um, but that's like literally almost all of the Final Fantasy protagonists. So I don't, I don't feel like that's a fair yeah. like way to dock points off him. Yeah, uh, there was actually a really good article I read today. I want to say it was in Pulse magazine, something to Pulse on Twitter. I'm gonna find it while I'm talking. But uh, they do go really in depth as to why uh, Renoa and Squall are like two of the best characters in Final Fantasy, like period. I would um, actually love to read that, but I, because yeah, I don't understand how people can say eight's characters are boring. I disagree with that because you have what, like, I'm trying to think of the ones that I remember. There's uh, Renoa, Squall, Cipher, who's still an interesting character too. Yeah. Quistus is cool. Um, yeah. yeah, I don't know. There's there's lots of cool characters in that game. Uh, it, it was uh, Pace Magazine on Twitter. Uh, okay. Um, I just tagged you in the tweet, Jess, so you can read it later. Sweet, thank um, you. But yeah, I mean, as far as Final Fantasy goes, like. Those games are special, and the reason why it's special is it's music, and I'm super jealous that you got to go see it, even though half of it was very <laughs> just MIDI files. Um, it was so, I, I, yeah. I, I kind of want to see it, like, the, just see what the symphony, symphony was doing, like, the the orchestra was doing. They were just they on were stage. They were just sitting there? They were just sitting there looking at the screen. <laughs> that was, like, the thing that was awkward, is it's, like, so they'd play a song, and then, like, it would just be the screen, and, like, we'd all just, like, watch final fantasy 7 for like 10 minutes and then they'd play another song and it was like mm, i don't wow yeah i mean i guess another thing that's really cool too is um 
you know, at the very end, we got the announcement about the release date um, yeah. prior to E3 um, and a new trailer. Um, though it was the one that I think it, it was out like immediately after they showed it. Um, it didn't mm-hmm. have Tifa in it yet, but it was the one like right before that trailer. Yeah, um, that was what a moment. Yeah. Like, we're ending with like the March date, which is crazy that it finally is a date. Yes, at least for part one. <laughs> yeah, that's a whole nother. I'm worried. <laughs> But I don't want to be 65 and wait to to play the end of Final <laughs> Fantasy VII Remake. Uh, oh. I know. Gosh. Uh, so you mentioned before that you drove down to L.A. for your cruise and for the concert and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so that means you're Northern California-based? I am, yeah. I am in Sacramento. So it's like a hour and a half away from San Francisco. Realistically, like two and a half with traffic. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, what is the, the city of Sacramento like? um weird (laughs) (laughs) it's like i used to live in um gosh i've lived a lot of places but so like i guess st louis was like the last like city i lived outside of that i used to visit a lot um and st louis feels more like an actual city um sacramento just doesn't feel like very city-ish and i think it's actually i mean so it's the state capital of california and Mm -hmm. i think it's bigger than maybe even st louis population wise and stuff but it just doesn't feel all that sprawling or like eventful like i mean you pretty much have to go like if if you want to do a lot of things or catch certain concerts i feel like you end up going to the bay you know yeah Mm -hmm. so it's weird and maybe like that's kind of like part of it like a disservice to sacramento is that san francisco is like so close that everybody just goes there (laughs) yeah Um, i mean yeah that's a good point but i mean the coolest thing about sacramento and part of the reason why i do like it is it's just like really close to everything like um we are like two hours away from san francisco two hours away from lake tahoe which is gorgeous um like two and a half hours away from reno which is not gorgeous i don't know why i'm like making that seem like that's a cool thing it's it's not really but <laughs> hey, I, I watched reno 901 there you Central go back in the day um so but um four hours away from yosemite um you know you can drive up north and you have like waterfalls and redwoods um you know six hours oh. away from la um, i really want to visit the redwoods one day oh that it's is, amazing it seems like such a great place Oh, yeah. No, it's so cool. And just, like, the whole time, because I'm a total nerd, but I was just like, oh, my gosh, I'm on the forest moon of Endor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because it looks like that. It's so cool. For sure. <laughs> but, um, yeah, just expect a little Ewoks to come come out. That would be, that'd be pretty <laughs> special. Like, if, if Disneyland just outsources some people to, to dress up as Ewoks out there. There we go. That would just, be a good, you... uh, like, publicity <laughs> stunt. Yeah. Just see speeders go by. <laughs> like, oh, my God, that'd be great. Yeah. Um, so you moved to Sacramento at, at what age? Uh, I moved here a couple years ago. Um, oh, okay. I kind of, like, so, like, I have lived a lot of places and bounced around a lot in my life. Um, mm-hmm. So, like, was born in Missouri, and then I moved to Texas, and then I moved to Florida, and then I moved to England, and then I moved back to Missouri, and then I was in Idaho for a little bit, and then back to Missouri, and then I was in California, wow. and then I came back to Missouri for college, and then I came back to California. <laughs> so <laughs> Why all the, the jumping around? Uh, just like, like, my dad was in the Air Force, so that was part mm. of it, Um, and then just, I don't know, my family's always been, like, I've been to, like... I don't even know, like, 
before college, like 15 different schools or something like that. Like we've just we always moved around a lot. So that's wow. kind of kind of life for me. Yeah. Uh, and, and during all that, that time, uh, when did you meet Andrew? So I met Andrew um, when I guess I was a sophomore in high school. Yeah, because he was a junior and that was in Missouri. Mm-hmm. So I um, was joining the newspaper staff, and he was the editor of the paper. <laughs> oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. Uh, love at first sight. No, actually, like I, I was really, really competitive. <laughs> <laughs> so he was um, when I was a freshman, and he was a sophomore. Um, he was the one who was doing the music column for the paper, and I remember okay. like reading it and being like, "Oh man, I could write such a better music column than this guy." <laughs> nice and so like i was like i'm gonna join the paper next year and like i, I totally want to do this because like i've always been really into music um mm-hmm. and uh yeah and then so i ended up joining the paper the following year and you know he, i think like i ended up starting to have kind of a little bit of a crush on him and he 100 percent had a crush on me and he totally abused his uh editor-in-chief powers and like would make <laughs> us work on the same like layout pages and stuff like that <laughs> nice so, very smart Andrew. yeah yeah he, he had some moves um yeah. and then yeah we ended up dating after that and the rest is history nice that was like so that 10 is... years ago yeah so over a decade does it, does it still feel like it was yesterday like when you first met him back in high school <sighs> yes and no because like i yeah. still feel like I'm definitely not an adult who doesn't know what they're doing. <laughs> and, That's um, fair. <laughs> you know, like it's it's crazy to me that like in a couple years I'm having my 10 year high school reunion, which I will definitely Ooh. avoid. But like, that's a thing that's happening. <laughs> yeah, I avoided mine <laughs> like the plague. <laughs> yeah, it's just weird because like it just doesn't seem it doesn't seem possible for that much time to have passed. <laughs> no, not at all. Uh, like uh, next Monday, uh, July 1st is it will be my oh god i figured this out before my 12th summer as a working at a summer camp oh wow um, yeah yeah and and i started working on my ter- 13th birthday so 19 years i've been working like that's it doesn't feel that no. long but i can feel it like in my knees and my back but <laughs> other than that like it's cra- it's crazy how time it really does fly mm-hmm. and I, I thought that was a stupid saying when i was younger but man it's and now with my nieces seeing how fast they're growing mm-hmm. up. Oh my god, it's rough. Yep. Um, uh, going back to uh, you were talking in high school. You met Andrew at the paper and writing. Um, that is what you're you're kind of doing now when it comes to uh, irrational passions and your geeky gal pal. So what uh, was that? The writing something you continued from high school until now? Was there a break in between or writing? It's we- like writing has always been my thing ever since I can remember. Like I started reading and writing really young. Um, I've always I've always loved just reading and writing. Um and, you know, whether that be creatively, because, um, like, I like to do, like, short stories and poetry and stuff, too, or it be, um, you know, journalistic writing, uh, it's something that's kind of stuck with me. I think there was a, there was definitely a time when, like, I kind of revolted against it, um, like, 
my freshman and sophomore year probably of high school i think that that was definitely like my rebellious phase right there um i had a crush on a guy who had a mohawk and uh i i remember like i i was always like straight a's um and like i had honors classes and stuff like that and i ended up like dropping out of my honors classes and i used to skip school and like i was in detention like i i was bad i was like i i went through a phase um and like i got really into music and i just remember my mom she's always pushed for me to do writing um because she just thinks like you know like she loves what i write and she's always been like you know you're like you're naturally really good at that like i decided that you know and i remember like i started playing bass guitar and i was like no i'm gonna do music i'm gonna join a band and like i told you know i told my mom like i'm not ever gonna become a journalist or whatever like i i want to want to play music (laughs) um and like i still love music um i play I play bass, I play guitar a little bit, um, and then I play drums a bit, but... Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I have my own drum set because of Rock Band. Oh, nice. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, that game's special, but that that's, a again, another topic for another time. Um, so what made you want to go from writing for in a creative way to more editorial, like, when it comes to, like, video games and, and news culture type thing? So I guess like when I first thought about doing journalism more seriously, um, when I first got to college, actually, my major was history and minor was political science. And I really wanted to do something. I was actually I was also taking Arabic and like it was my whole my goal was like I wanted to. Yeah, I was I was going to do Arabic and French and I wanted to work in like northern Africa <laughs> and like I had this whole thing. Um like and uh-huh. I'm I'm still like really nerdy about history and stuff too. I feel like this is like kind of a cool podcast cuz I get to talk about like the weird shit that I'm into yeah. and like who I I don't know, like just parts of me that I don't normally talk about. So this is really cool. Um yeah. but I had like this whole goal of doing that and like working for the UN and like I don't know. And so, and then I switched to kind of like being like, well, you know what? Maybe I can incorporate my love of writing into this too. And I can talk about, you know, just different world issues and, and kind of, cause I mean, that's something that I'm passionate about too. It's part of the reason why I like working with, you know, irrational passions and your geeky gal pal is I feel like, um, they still, they talk about things that matter. Um, mm-hmm. Or at least there's like that emphasis behind the scenes where we can have that sort of space in those conversations. Mm-hmm. But um, so I was like, okay, I'll, I could do like political journalism. Um, but to be completely honest, like I'm somebody who suffers from different mental health issues and political mm-hmm. science bums me the hell out. Yeah. <laughs> so um, it made it like my depression was just worse when I was dealing with it. The type of people who are in those classes can sometimes be a lot. Yeah, um, I remember those those classes in college. Yeah. There's a lot of devil's advocates. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. um, and I just, you know, like I'm all for. I don't know. I hate, I hate even being like, I'm all for like open discussion because I feel like it's just, mm-hmm. it, it, it's hard. It's, it's, it's a weird thing. I won't go more into that. But I yeah. wanted to like do something with journalism. And then I was like, okay, maybe I don't want to go into like world events and like be traveling constantly and, and be under this high stress. And like the people who do that are like extremely admirable, great people who are doing a public service. And, mm-hmm. and I appreciate the hell out of them. But I was like, I don't know if this is good for me. Um, yeah. So then like, what can I do where I'm still doing like journalism stuff and something that I'm really passionate and care about. I'm like, okay, like games, games and media, because I think while it might be quick to 
or some people might be quick to kind of, I think, dismiss that as more frivolous. Um, mm-hmm. It's not because it's still a huge portion of our daily lives and the stuff yeah. that we consume, the stuff that we see media um, impacts how we view the entire world, um, how we view ourselves in it. So I think that um, it's something that's really important to to examine and to talk about and be critical of. Yeah, for sure. It's definitely something that is like when I was younger growing up in the nineties, like games was was not as out there, at least from my perspective as it is now. Like not widely accepted, I guess. It was definitely seen as a kid thing and now everyone and their mother plays games thanks yeah. to cell phones and, and whatnot. And it's it it reaches a lot more people, I think is where I'm going with than it did back in the day. So of course it's important to talk about it, and it's important for games to like touch on those serious stuff and to create those kind of discussions absolutely i mean humans are i think that one of the biggest things that like brings us together and keeps us going um are stories and games are just stories you know like in history is just stories and like we need these stories in order to progress and in order to learn and to not have to make all of our mistakes ourselves you know yeah so i it's it's really important and i think that you know, it's a great thing that more and more people are playing games. Um, just like, I mean, when movies first came out, like there was definitely a certain demographic who watched movies. And now like that's everybody watches movies. Everybody watches yeah. TV. It's for everybody. And I think games are the same way. It's it's for everybody. Um, so, yeah, the more people who are yeah. who are getting those stories out there and who are hearing them, the better. Absolutely. And being a part of a team like Rational Passions and your geeky pal, gal pal, that's you're the uh, what's the word I'm looking for? You're the the origin of where that news is coming from. I don't know if that made sense, but that's what I said, so I'm going with it. Yeah, no, like, that totally it, makes sense. Be, yeah, like you're the one getting the news out there so people can read it and be more informed on the topics, which is what we need. Um I want you to talk about uh Irrational Passions and your geeky gal pal and what it's like writing for the for both of them and just being a part of creating content for them and, and kind of what they're all about. Oh, it's so good. Um, I, I feel like I lucked out, um, because I work with just like the nicest people, (laughs) um, Mm -hmm. like just really like, like, cause the two people who I like call boss are, you know, even though they would never really like, it's always like a joking type thing. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Are, are Caitlin and Alex O'Neill. And it's like, those are just the two coolest people that you could really have, um, yeah. like kind of to have your back, you know, yeah. like both of them. Caitlin's one of the first guests I've had on the show. Oh yeah. Ago. Yeah. It was like way long ago, yeah. but I remember yeah. that. Um, no, they're just like, just both of them, just super good humored, um, super empathetic. Um, you know, the people who, who they work with always come first, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. and they're just, they're fantastic. Uh, the rest of the staff is incredible. Um, like, I don't know. I've had a really weird and up and down a uh, year so far. And the, both of them have been, I guess both like, outlets have been able to like kind of roll with my punches with me. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. um, I'm hoping to, especially this summer, kind of get writing more because I've only written like three pieces for Rational Passions. And like, you know, it's I, I podcast with, I do some podcasts with them. Like I have one that's coming out here soon. Um, mm-hmm. And then I, you know, do stuff with, 
palling around a couple times a month and i just did the indie mixtape but like i really want to be making more um so i'm hoping to kind of get the ball rolling and get more stuff out um yeah i i I know where you're coming from it's always hard when there's something you're passionate about but like other stuff in your life happen and it's kind of hard to to get a grasp on those passionate things that you want to do like Mm -hmm. that is why i mean uh, i'll say in an intro like after we record i usually record my intro separately but like it's been almost a month since i've done one of these episodes because life kind of just got in the way and it sucks and it's when you're not putting that creativity out there and doing something that you love it kind of hurts your soul (laughs) and uh, it, it sucks so i totally get where you're coming from with that it's it's like a vicious like downward spiral too because it's like yeah. then you feel worse about like oh and I'm not doing this so I feel like I'm neglecting yep. that or I'm lacking here and like it just makes you feel worse about yourself and then you don't mm-hmm. want to do it even more and it's it becomes this whole thing like when your life becomes derailed even if it's something that seems like an easy fix or an easy correction like just the process of like becoming derailed can kind of send it it can make it worse you know yeah so and I think sure. that's where I am it's like it's just been a lot of like post um packs like Mm. trying to like get back on track and clear my mind and be okay and yeah it's just been one thing after another you know yeah yeah i i completely know and (laughs) and uh because of that like i I just want to thank you for being such a an advocate on twitter for mental health because there was a tweet i wrote i don't know maybe last year at some time where i apologized for not being okay and you're like it's okay to say that you're not okay. Like, it's okay to put it out there. And since then, it's something that I've always had in my head. Like, you know, it's important to talk about it because you never know what other people might be going through the same thing. So thank you for that, Jess. And I and I hope more people take that into consideration and do that themselves because in light of what happened today, like, it's super important, you know? Absolutely, yeah. And yeah. I'm really glad that, like, I was able to say something that made you feel a bit better. Like, I, I really am. but no I mean like that's yeah that's definitely kind of my thought on talking about a lot of issues that I think are like more taboo and like I try to just kind of like break down walls in that way whether Mm -hmm. it be like I was actually I was just talking to Andrew's sister um about this when I was in LA because that's what down where she lives and she was talking about like money stuff and just like finances and saving and she she made a comment she was like it's like oh I always feel weird talking about money stuff because I know it's kind of like an uncomfortable thing she's like but it's just like people don't talk about it so then you have a whole bunch of people who are kind of like financially illiterate or like who don't know like Mm -hmm. you know who don't understand like how to do this thing like or who don't understand like how debt you know like just just different things like that and I'm like, no, I totally agree. It's like, it's like money seems like a bad thing to talk about. But like, especially mm-hmm. as a woman, like, you know, there's so many issues just because money isn't a conversation we have because we feel uncomfortable about it. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Hence wage gap and just a lot of other nastiness. Um, And then yeah. it's it's the same way with, with mental health. It's the same way with like sex education. Um, So it's, it's something that I feel strongly about is just refusing to stay silent in those certain arenas because i think that it is a huge disservice to a lot of people absolutely yeah and we need more people like you to to uh lead the charge in those fronts because the world needs the changing especially in the country we live in and we need strong will people like yourself so oh that's really sweet of you and yeah let's uh let's keep that train going 
Yeah, everybody jump on that train. It's a good train. Absolutely. A little stressful, but good. (laughs) Yes, it is a little stressful, but... (laughs) Uh, this is one bandwagon train. Like I'm okay with you hopping on. Like <laughs> it's it, it's totally fine. Um, uh, oh my god, I lost. Oh, um, you mentioned before we were, were recording. Um, there might be some changes with one of the sites that you work for, and I'm excited. Yeah, so I can. Um, well, I guess it's not really announcing because by the time that this is out, it'll be yes. effective. This um, is a world exclusive only for me. <laughs> yes. Uh, so this coming Saturday, we are doing. Well, okay, it would have been this past Saturday for you guys listening. Uh-huh. Uh, we did a stream for uh, to help raise money for like just trans advocacy, um, and in the middle of the stream. When I went away and passed the stream, because I'm doing the first three hours and then Caitlin's doing the last three hours. But in the mm-hmm. middle, we're going to play a little bit of a video that Andrew put together um, announcing that your geeky gal pal is no longer your geeky gal pal. Um, because that started off kind of as Caitlin's personal blog that eventually just grew and now more people are behind it. Um, mm-hmm. And we just thought that it, it needed a little bit of a change. Um, so it is now called Uppercut because we aim to punch up. <laughs> That's awesome. And uh, it's just, it's going to be basically what it is now, but, you know, critical um, analysis of games and media. Um, You know, we, I'm not sure if something is launching, so I won't mention it. (laughs) So I won't say that. But yeah, so Uppercut is um, the new name. Uh, We have a new person writing for us, and that's going to be Kayla Joette who you guys oh sweet yeah um love kayla yeah kayla's incredible um so kayla is joining the team she's been like kind of hiding out in our you know discord and in our chats and stuff like that for the last like month like as we've been sorting everything uh we have a new website now um yeah lots of exciting things that's awesome um and in case you don't know who kayla is uh kayla leading up to Endgame, uh, did a podcast series called The Snap, where she just reviewed every MCU movie up to Endgame. Um, and I was on the one with... Uh, I, I was on the episode about Civil War. So go check Ooh, that out. One. It was awesome. I, I had a great time talking about Marvel movies because I love the MCU. Yeah. And that is a fantastic podcast series. So. Kayla did an incredible job with The Snap. Like, yeah, she, she was just basically like, I want to do this and I'm going to make it happen. And then, like, somehow did it. And I think that was part mm-hmm. of the reason why, like, like we've loved Kayla. I mean, we roomed with her at PAX and, like, we've just, like, you know, been friends for a while. Like, Caitlin and I and Monty and, you know, Andrew Moises. We all, we all have chats and we talk a lot. And, um... You know, we. Oh, oh, sorry, Andrew just walked in. <laughs> That's fine. Um, but no, we were like, you know, always kind of like, oh, man, it'd be really cool if Kayla like did this with us, too, because she'd be so good at it. She's so interested in so many things, mm-hmm. um, you know, like she's really into Harry Potter and had a whole discord for that. She's really into the MCU. She's really into games. Um, she's a big part of like the Destiny community. And I think the What's Good mm-hmm. Games community as well, because I know she plays yeah. with Andrea and stuff. Um, yeah. and you know, she did the snap and we were just like, oh my gosh. And she has like this crazy work ethic. She's incredible. Like we need her. <laughs> so, yeah. um, yeah, that's we, definitely a good get. Yeah. It was awesome. She's, she's incredible. So I'm really excited. Yeah. Um, you know, we're going to have, you know, indie mixtape with Monty and Caitlin. Monty and Caitlin are both incredible. Also, like I said, I really am just yeah. a huge fan of like everybody who I work with, Absolutely. <laughs> like on IP yeah. at your geeky or uppercut. Um, all just absolutely fantastic. So 
I'm really excited for the future of uh, Uppercut, though. I think that people are really going to like it. Um, And I think that it's just the rebrand is going to make it a bit more accessible. Um, Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, Yeah. you you definitely hit the lottery when it comes to people you work with, because I I don't know many of them personally, but I just know from the outside looking in, they all seem like fantastic human beings. So I yeah, you you are a lucky, lucky person. Um going into uh you know what I completely forgot, Jess. I, I skipped something. Um what do you do for a living if you're not writing and stuff? Oh, okay. Like, what's what's your day job? Like? So, um <laughs> up until like a couple months ago, I was actually I was working at a manager at um just like a, a women's clothing store. But I actually ended okay. up quitting. <laughs> and nice. uh I, sucks. Yeah, it does. It really does. It was just Oh, it was a lot, <laughs> but I ended up quitting. And, um, since then I've actually been nannying. <laughs> so I oh, have, okay. yeah, I, I ended up like, I was kind of trying to figure it out. I was like, I don't, I don't know like what I want to do next. I, I, this summer, like I knew I was going on vacation to, and like a lot of times when you start a new job, like they're really picky about like, you know, giving you time off right at the beginning. Yeah. So I knew that I was going to be going on that trip to Mexico. And I knew that I am going to New York in like literally, I think two weeks from today. Um, Whoa, hold on, Jess. You're coming to New York? I am coming to New York. I forgot that you're out Whoa. there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm going to. What's the occasion? I'm just going to, I'm hanging out with Moises. <laughs> oh, sweet. Yeah. That's, that's a good occasion. Moises yeah. is awesome. He's, yeah, he's great. I love him. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to be out there the 10th through 15th. Nice. Yeah. We'll have to. Oh, so I- I say we'll have to like no, meet up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, yeah. I would love to. I, I haven't been to the city in a couple months now, so mm-hmm. I kind of kind of miss it. Um, but let's get let's get back to the nanny thing. Yeah. <laughs> so, like I I I don't think I've ever met someone who who nannies really. I mean babysitting yes, but nanny is I'm guessing more than that. It's it's more so it's like just more commitment to one family in particular and like their uh-huh. needs and like um doing things that maybe are not just like just going over there and watching kids it's, you know it's yeah. so like more stuff like if you have to drive them somewhere like things like that so I yeah I I found this family on like care.com and I was like sure let's do this and you know they have they're a really great family um they have their oldest son who's like 16 years old um but he's you know just really busy he's he's in sports and stuff like that um and then they have one son who's special needs um and then they just adopted these two daughters who are both under the age of four um Mm -hmm. and they they're fantastic um the whole family is just really fantastic and it's it's fun to usually they're like three four times a week and um it's a good time i i have a lot i i love kids honestly so like Mm -hmm. i have a lot more fun doing that than i did working retail (laughs) yeah yeah kids are awesome they're they are a breath of fresh air when it comes to dealing with Oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like I would I, rather yeah. deal with a three year old having a meltdown than a forty five year old woman having a meltdown. So <laughs> Absolutely. Over like uh, like twenty cents. Yeah, exactly. Like exactly. Oh, I'm having PTSD from my GameStop days. It was not <laughs> yep. fun. <laughs> oh, and like um, that's I've I've always like worked in retail really. Like all my job I guess my first job I was a photographer. So that one was a little bit different. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was fun. It was like a weird first job to have, but it was really fun. Yeah. Um, uh, photographer for what? Like a magazine? Or? No, it was actually. Um, so it was like one of those portrait studios. So I like go and shoot family oh, portraits. Nice. It was like fun. At a, uh, 
like a uh, what's a department store like JCPenney? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, so I I was one of those, and that was actually I was seventeen when I was doing it, but um, it was fun. I liked it, and then after that, I worked various retail jobs. But you said GameStop, and like I used to work at it in the Midwest. There was something called Hastings. If you've ever heard of it, uh, no, I haven't. So it's just like it was kind of like if. It had games and rentals and also movie rentals and comics and it was it was just like this huge messy thing. It had books like, um, oh wow, and also okay. like some like clothing stuff that was almost hot topicy. And on it, like, that's probably why it went under. <laughs> it went under a few yeah. years ago just because it was like way too much for like one yeah. thing. They needed to mm-hmm. pick something and kind of stick to it rather than offer literally every sort of entertainment related thing they could. Yeah. Um, but I worked there for a while and God, the stories from doing that, like being a girl and working in any sort of like entertainment or media related place, mm-hmm. God, even just being a girl and, and being on the internet and dealing with people yeah. in media related places, is just yeah. a nightmare, but it was worse when I actually like, you know, was selling comics and selling video games. Oof. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At, at my, I make at my GameStop, uh, I had four uh, female co-workers one was our manager and whenever i was on shift with one of them just seeing these dirt bags and the way they treated them it was god awful i hated it and, oh it's awful yeah and, and you know you're told from a company standpoint like don't egg them on or mm-hmm. something just like kind of like get their business done and ha- let them go but man there were so many times i wanted to tell these people off oh, like yeah I mean, aside from just like overtly flirtatious and sexual comments, it's like you get so like, oh, I had somebody tell me that like, I didn't know they were trying to connect their Xbox 360 to um, the Internet. And I told them like I was grabbing an Ethernet cable for them. And they're like, I don't think this is right. Yeah, <laughs> and like and just stuff like that. And I'm like, well, I, it just I don't. It, and then there was um, another time I was trying to somebody was asking me about like a new game that. Um, like what new game I would recommend to them, which mm. first of all, like why ask me for a recommendation if you're just going to tell me I don't know what I'm talking about. But it was yeah. around, I think maybe when like uh, Black Flag came out and uh, I, I recommended that and I was like, I actually haven't played this yet, but like I really love the Ezio trilogy. It's like some mm. of like some of my favorite games. Like I, yeah. I love, you know all of those i'm like i played the first one too first one was like okay Ezio trilogy incredible like black flag i've heard is really great so i would recommend this um and they were just like oh like you probably haven't ever actually played games and it it turned into this whole thing and i was just like yep okay i'm i've been asked if if i could get a man to to help them before because clearly i don't know what i'm talking about just just lots of things like that yeah if if you're listening to this and you're one of those people please stop listening and go away oh yeah I, I really don't think so because uh, no. the community here is, is fantastic. But, like, if you know someone that does that, punch them in the face. I don't care. Like, just they, call they, them out on their shit, at the very least. It's just not yeah. not cool. It's not cool to make yeah, people feel definitely like not. that. Um, so, yeah, Jess, uh, when you're not writing and you're not creating content, when you're not nannying, um, <laughs> what are you into? What kind of stuff do you like to do in your free time? Um, I mean, a lot of it, I feel like we've kind of briefly touched just, um, you know, through various stories, but like, I, I'm really into, I like reading, I like writing, um, I like playing music, though I don't do that as much as I should. Um, I I know there's something that I've seen you hint at and work at on Twitter. Yeah. um, Cosplaying. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I, you know, what's funny is I don't know if, uh, I would ever like 
do actual cosplay. Like, I don't think I have, like, the commitment to that because it's just such, like, a money sink. And, like, I'm, oh, yeah. I'm kind of, like, just like, also an insecure person. So I don't know if that's something that I would want to, like, throw myself out there and do mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's fun. Like, I yeah. I did, um whenever I went to PAX West on Saturday, I, I did Rise, um Kujikawa from Persona 4. And I really loved doing that. It was fun. Um, but I would definitely, I've would always kind of take more of a casual stance to that, I think, but it is fun. Um, yeah. You know, I have, I'm like passionately interested in a lot of things. So like I do, I like fashion and makeup and stuff too. Um, you know, I, I care a lot about like women's issues and I, I like, I like, I like history. Um, I like to watch a lot of movies, um, you know, various television shows. I don't know. I just, just all the normal stuff, yeah. <laughs> I guess. um yeah uh, the reason why i brought up cosplaying because that is something that i also want to do oh really but it's something where being a big guy i don't want to be like i wanted to be look like the character itself i don't want to be known as the big guy in a spider-man suit you know what i mean and i know it's i know it's like accepted and i'm i totally get that but me in my head it'd be like I, i can only be like a big big guy like kingpin like i i think i could pull off a kingpin really well or like i want i don't want to half-ass it is what i'm getting at no i tell i mean i feel the same way like i am definitely not rese size you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like i it feels weird to like i felt weird you know cosplaying like a japanese schoolgirl who's probably 110 pounds being very much not that (laughs) so um no i i totally understand um you know i yeah, body image. I I I suffer with it too. I and like mm-hmm. it's hard because like when it comes to other people, you always want to be like, oh no, you can do this. You got this. Like it doesn't matter. Like, but when it comes to yourself, you know, we're our, our harshest critic. So absolutely. Like I think you could do whatever, and it'd be really really cool. And like if you were interested in that, like you should totally do it. Um, yeah. I think it's just fun to see like how people go about doing things too. Like that's one of the most interesting things. Yes. Um, yeah. But I, I mean, get it. It is it is the funny joke that was after Endgame. Like, I saw Fat Thor. I was like, yeah, you know, there it is. I could be Fat Thor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. You know, I I love Fat Thor, okay? I do. He's amazing. He's yeah. absolutely incredible. And, like, I... Oh, that like I love him being in that. I hate some of the jokes that came out of it because like he's sure. also just like depressed and like you know. It, yeah. I feel like he's dealing with shit in that movie. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and like I feel like there's a kind way to be like he's like this and like that's okay. And I don't know. Yeah. Sometimes they they sometimes didn't do that as cleanly or as nicely as they could have. But I love him and I think he's great. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, so I think that is a nice, uh, big uh, bubble of the things that you like to do and all fantastic things. Um, so now we're at the point of the show where I usually ask my guests, um, where their Twitter handle came from and your Twitter handle is pretty straightforward. It's at <laughs> Jessica Coggs. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to throw a curveball at you. Ooh, okay. Do you have any old school usernames that you are kind of cringy of looking back? Oh, so many. They're so embarrassing. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh. Okay. So do you want to know my first ever email address? Absolutely. I still use mine. Oh, really? Okay. I definitely do not. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, it was made probably, I would assume, in like 1999-ish or 98. 
Um, mm-hmm. And aside from Final Fantasy VII, which became a defining game for me, there was one other game that I was very much in love with. It actually was the first fan fiction I ever wrote. Oh. <laughs> uh, and that was The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. <laughs> nice. So my, uh, my username was younglink at yahoo.com. Sweet. It's <laughs> so- perfect. Um. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's like Ocarina of Time is also very genuinely the first fan fiction I ever wrote because I didn't realize it was fan fiction. I did the whole thing in Microsoft PowerPoint. Um, nice. I inserted photos also, and I wrote this whole like side story of like what happened after, <laughs> and I saved that's, it that's on a awesome. red floppy disk. <laughs> oh, floppy disks. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, wow. <laughs> I'm showing my age right now. Yeah. Oh man, that's that's pretty awesome. Yeah, <laughs> mine. Since I use mine, I'm not going to say which email services because it's it's not around anymore. Uh-huh. Uh, but uh, it was Lucky Charms without the A seven one three seven. That's perfect. That, that was my first A name. I, I think it had something to do with I was a big Notre Dame fan because oh. my, my grandfather was. Yeah, yeah. And I would always wear a Notre Dame hat, and okay. so the girl that I had a huge crush on in middle school like once she probably was doing it in a joking way but called me a lucky charm and like oh she noticed me so like that's where that came from (laughs) that's funny um and yeah it's it's stupid like no i love uh, it (laughs) with with like uh do you remember when aim first came out like they had the aim name generators i sure do do you want to know what my aim name was oh yeah i have many (laughs) oh oh you gotta tell me one of yours then uh i put in my first name kyle Uh i put in gamer and i put in cool and (laughs) out came out kyle g cool so i was kyle g cool for a little bit nice there you go did you get your friends to call you that too no (laughs) no (laughs) Um, I had X Punk XX Pride X. <laughs> oh, so you were one of the X girls. Oh yeah, I totally was. I I went through a huge scene phase in middle school. I had were they like uppercase, lowercase. No, they weren't. They were all okay. lowercase. Um, I think that probably on MySpace I maybe did that. I also had like I had bleached like the top of my hair was bleached and the bottom was dark and mm-hmm. like I I went through a huge scene phase. I had my whole like profile was very like i had like a custom theme for my myspace profile or whatever um i um shout out to myspace i actually really enjoyed myspace i did too oh (laughs) my username on myspace was jessica injection oh wow (laughs) i was i was real edgy um nice yeah god i'm revealing so much about myself on the show (laughs) gosh (laughs) um yeah yeah, so that was those are some of my usernames. Now you guys have three of them: Young Link, uh, Punk Pride, and Jessica Injection. All fantastic, way better <laughs> than mine. Um, I like Lucky Charms and uh, Kyle you. G Cool. Kyle G Cool. You should bring it back for Twitter. <laughs> oh God, no! <laughs> That's the thing. Like I've said it on other episodes, where I made Hootet Ninja seventy three because mm-hmm. my old PSN ID. I got locked out of it. And funny enough, it was Lucky Charm 7137. Um, so I like, I was a big fan of 30 Rock, and that's why I'm Who Dat Ninja. But like, now that I'm getting older, I don't really have that attachment anymore. But it's like, what is that username that I could create? Mm-hmm. 
it's kind of tough to come up with one. Like I see Mike Toundro has a really awesome name now with Mix Toundro. Mm-hmm. You, you got uh, uh, Trevor Starkey using his real name now. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, I, I don't know. I can't be just Kyle Stevenson because there's so many other Kyle Stevensons. There's actually another Kyle Stevenson in the kind of funny community who has a Twitter <laughs> handle like that. So mm-hmm. uh, I'm like between a rock and a hard place. That is, I, you know, making usernames is difficult. I understand. I, what's funny yeah. is I actually I don't want Jessa Cogs. I want a Jessica Cogs, like J-E-S-S-I-C and then like O-G-S because that makes more sense. But uh Somebody already has it, so I have to be Jessica Cogs. Wow. I have too many people <laughs> with our same names. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Um, so now we're at the point where my guest, Jess, is going to give the audience and myself something that we should either listen to, watch, read, or play. So what do you got for us, Jess? <sighs> I have like this was really hard. This was a really yeah. hard decision because I wanted to pick one. something that like is kind of universal to where like you don't have to be somebody who likes that sort of thing to like enjoy it, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I wanted to go with something kind of weird, and I'm I'm gonna go with it, and I'm gonna say um, the book The Giving Tree. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, because that book I really loved when I was a kid. And then I remember finding it when I was a teenager and reading it and having like an emotional breakdown. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, And even now, like every time I read it, I just it I don't know. I think that book teaches a lot about empathy and um, it's just this short little thing, you know, Um, but it I don't know, like selflessness and empathy and at the same time boundaries i don't know it's it's i that's kind of what i wanted to go with because i could say i could name a million other things like i no, that that's a great pick because that is something where i had as a kid i remember vividly remember looking through it when i was little and then you kind of forget about it and being a teacher like in school like i've read it again and i've kind of taken aback at how deep it kind of is. And it hurts your heart. It is for people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's important for people to reread that. Like, mm-hmm. go out to your library. Just sit in the library and read it. Yeah. Because you'll, you'll get something completely brand new out of mm-hmm. that than probably the last time you read it. It, it. Yeah. It's one of those things to where, like, and I think a lot of media, it's like we imbue meaning on it based off, like, what's going on in our lives. Um, yeah. But... Oh, that book for me is like definitely one of those where like it's just you go back to it and depending upon like certain things you've experienced and stuff like it just completely changes how you perceive that whole story. Yeah. Um. So I don't know. That's it's a really powerful book. I could, you know, part of me wanted to get on my soapbox and yell Final Fantasy seven because that's what I do. And like that, that's a huge game for me. Like mm-hmm. it's not for everybody. You know, it has its flaws and stuff like that. Um. Yeah. And yeah, I don't know. Giving Tree is a great pick. Yeah, Giving Tree has got to be my pick. I think that um, more people should read it or go back to it and bring some tissues because it's sad. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. So go out and read it. It's, and it won't take you long to read it either. No, so no like, 15 yeah. minutes. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so yeah, Giving Tree. Go read it if you haven't or if you haven't read it in a while. Either way. You should read it. Uh, so since this is Best Friends Talk Funny, the whole point of the show is to bring the kind of funny best friends together. So here's where I ask you, Jess, what got you into kind of funny? Where was the beginning of your of you being in this community of best friends? Oh, man, I guess. So 
I'm trying to think, like, get years straight. Um, Andrew really was the person who I guess got me into kind of funny because he uh, um, has always been more like we've both always loved games and stuff like that. But he's been more like like I, I'm going to follow IGN and stuff like that. And like I did like to a certain extent, but he was more like a committed follower, you know. And gotcha, so I think yeah. that he he liked uh, PlayStation Beyond um, and and Greg and stuff before. And then they made the jump to kind of funny and he followed them um, and yeah it's he kind of he would watch a lot and i would be you know doing other things and just kind of pick up on what was happening in the background and like laugh Mm -hmm. at certain things and you know it it just kind of evolved from there i guess um as far as actually becoming somebody in the community so i remember a long long time ago i think actually i just had my twitter anniversary or whatever it's like eight years or something i made a twitter Mm -hmm. um but i never really used it so just kind of sat there in the void um and then we started my first YouTube channel I ever did, which is called Subtrendy. And um, we, that was like a whole endeavor for like a year and a half or like a year. Um, mm-hmm. We put out so many videos. Oh my God. So yeah, there's a YouTube channel called Subtrendy. I have a shit ton of videos on there if, if people ever want to check that out. Um, Writing down the channel to look at later. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we did that for a while and that was fun. And I realized like, um, you know, to to better reach out, like Twitter is a really helpful tool. Um, you know, like I think I, I use Reddit somewhat, and so I would get on there and, like, promote stuff on there, too. But I was like, Twitter is cool. Like, I, I, I should use this. And through that, I ended up just making various connections with people. Um, and I started following, like, you know, just a whole bunch of IGN people and then, like, mm-hmm. you know, people from Kind of Funny. Everybody except for <laughs> Colin Moriarty because yeah. I will say that from the very beginning of me first listening to Kind of Funny, even when Colin was there, I did not like him. <laughs> so, yeah, um, it's fair. <laughs> so he always just like rubbed me the wrong way anyway i won't get into that but um yeah so i followed like all of those guys and um you know it's like slowly but surely like people kind of you know like i remember seeing like zyger and kaylee who are like really active in the community um more so back then you know but just like things that they would post and get re- retweeted and like i've started following them um and i guess like so there was a chat um that Kaylee made called kind of funny, sexy corners. And, uh, I joined that chat and I mean, that's how I met like a lot of people. Um, Mm -hmm. like really the people who I talked to still like were all in that chat. Um, and yeah, it, it was weird because, like, I've I'd never been somebody who, like, made friends on the internet before or anything like that. And then I got kind of pulled into this whole thing, and it was just, like, this big warm hug of wonderful. <laughs> and uh, yeah. I, I loved it. It was fantastic. Yeah. So um, what makes you – or was that intimidating when you first, like, dipped your toe into, like, the community side of things instead of just, like, being a, a consumer type of was- person? It was a little bit, um, just because, like, I'm one of those people, like, I always, um, I don't know, I worry that sometimes I come off as, like, standoffish or, like, things like that just because I'm kind of shy, you know? Mm-hmm. And, like, that's just how I am. I always feel, like, like even during Kind of Funny Prom, like, I had such bad anxiety. <laughs> like, I remember before the baseball game. Were you at the game? Yes, I was. Yeah, I thought, yeah, you were, you were. Oh, my gosh. So I was, like, walking up. So there's that whole area that Kind of Funny had. Um, and I was, like, walking down, like, the little hallway to, like, turn left and go up there. And, like, I had just a breakdown. I was crying. Like, I was, like, hysterically crying, like, five minutes before I went up there because I was so scared. I was just – I was mm-hmm. terrified. Um, and, gosh, even at, like, the – 
the the museum night uh, nightlife or whatever like i yeah. i was also really anxious then like oh, i i have you were not alone jess Re- Me, okay good <laughs> it was because like i was also in the same airbnb with you during prom oh yeah yeah mm-hmm. that whole thing i felt like such a fish out of water yeah just because you you i mean i knew mike and kelsey really well um and then everyone else in in our that our airbnb there I, I kind of felt like the odd odd person out, so I was anxious the entire time. And like that went away over the, the couple of days, but mm-hmm. it was. I definitely understand where you're coming from. We're feeling anxious, like that's yeah. the worst feeling. Oh, I just the whole time I was so nervous, and like I try not yeah. to show it, but gosh, I was so nervous. And yeah. um, well, I, I didn't I didn't think that from you at all when I really when I okay. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, yeah. And like, that's the thing too, is like, I feel like I was definitely, cause I mean, the only event we bought tickets for kind of funny live three, but we couldn't make it. I don't remember exactly what happened. Um, but yeah, I was trying to remember. Yeah, I was kind of funny live three. So we bought tickets for that, but we couldn't make it. Um, and then, so the kind of funny prom is the only thing that we've, we've been to, um, that's kind of funny related. And at that point, I'm like, man, these people have been doing this is like their fourth event all together, not to mention all the PAXs, not to mention like PSX. Like, you know, I, like I was like, I feel like just a baby and I feel like I don't belong. Yeah. And I feel like, mm-hmm. you know, everybody has these like long relationships and, and I'm, nothing you know and yep. you're hitting I... the nail on the head Jeff. that is completely <laughs> how i felt not really at, at prom but when i first went to kind of funny life three yeah that was my first event like that is completely how i felt like i was jumping into some year-long friendships that mm-hmm. and i was just like meeting a lot of these people for the very first time and it's super intimidating it so is. I, I understand where you're coming from and, but it's, like, amazing, though. It's amazing how intimidating it feels and how intimidating it seems versus, like, the reality of it, which is – it wasn't – you know, like, people are so kind and accepting. Yeah, and it, it taught me that people can be like that. And it's kind of incredible. Yeah. It's something that, uh, at least for me, like, I build it up in my, my head. Mm-hmm. And, and it gets to a point where it's kind of hard to get over it. But once once the one little thing peeks through that wall – like it kind of melts it and, and it's like fine the rest of the time. Absolutely. I mean, and, and like if you're listening to this and you have not been to an event at all, either PAX, a PSX, a kind of funny live event, if you're going to RTX soon and you yeah. haven't, like find somebody with a kind of funny shirt and just start <laughs> talking about the nerdy stuff that you like. And I guarantee you all those nerves will, will melt away. Mm hmm. No, it's it's nice. Like people are are so quick quick to just like kind of love and embrace you. Um, I mean, like I, you know, I have like various, obviously, just like best friends throughout life and stuff like that that I've you know through high school, college, whatever. Um, but just in the like year that I've been, because I guess yeah, it's like, oh my gosh, is it like a year from like when kind of funny prom was? When yeah, was- it's uh, I had to miss the first day of camp last year because I was flying back. Yeah, so, it, yeah was it was like, like the first week, first couple days in July. I think it was like June twenty eighth or something like that was prom. So like we're a couple days away. Um, yeah. That's actually wild. The, the video of prom is being edited now, and we're gonna see it on June thirtieth. Oh my gosh! It's it's finally gonna be put out there, and it's I don't know. That's how crazy. I feel. <laughs> yeah, that's a long <laughs> time. <laughs> yeah, that's that's crazy. Um, but yeah, no, it is. It's like this coming weekend. That's super weird. Um, yeah. So look at that. Um, but. 
just in like that year, I have made some of the closest friends that I have, um, you know, particularly like, like Moises and Caitlin, those two mm-hmm. are like my life. <laughs> so can, um, can I really quick, uh, during prom, uh, we were sitting there, I forget, we were waiting to go somewhere. I think you were in the shower or you were getting ready somewhere mm-hmm. and in walks Moises and Caitlin. <laughs> Yep. And nobody knew, I think except for Andrew, <laughs> that they were coming. Yep. And be myself, Mike, and Kelsey uh, are, are kind of NYC fam. We've known Moises for, for a while. Yeah. And we were giving him shit like, Moises, you can't make it to prom? Why? We miss you. Like, come out here. <laughs> yeah. And then he walks in the door. And I, we started <laughs> freaking out. Yeah. Um, and then seeing your reaction to to seeing them there was so good. It warmed my heart. Oh, uh, like you just talking about it right now is actually making me emotional. Yeah. Uh, oh, it was my such gosh. a great surprise. Yeah. No, it's like, I can't even, it's so weird because like even the minute that I like met them, I was just like, like, I've, I, like, I know you guys, like you guys are, you know, and like, it's just, it's only like grown sense. And I just, I yeah. love them. And, you know, like I'm, I'm literally seeing Moises in two weeks and yeah. I, we joke because it's like ridiculous how much we've seen each other. I saw him, um, in June for kind of funny prom. And then he ended up, like, I think he just rescheduled his flight so he could hang out with us. And so, like, he, cause after prom, he stayed at our house for like five days. Oh, wow. He, yeah. He drove up to Sacramento with us and he was there and like we hung out. Um, and then he came out in October for Andrew and I's wedding. He, nice. I went to Denver in November for, um, OK Beast Extra Life. Um, in December and in January, we were at the same New Year's stuff. So, like, I, like, we saw each other end of December and beginning of January. That's awesome. Um, and then we had PAX, uh, East, too. Oh, and then he, um, also came out in April after I got out of the hospital. Wow, yeah. Moises is a special person. He is. Yeah. (laughs) I can't wait to hopefully have him on here. Oh, yeah, you you gotta nap him. I, I asked him, like... A long time ago to come on he was like i don't do podcasts i was like okay Moises, whatever <laughs> yeah he he always says that he's a grumpy yeah. old man it's like just he push is. him a little bit and he always caves it's okay absolutely um <laughs> but speaking about uh about kind of funny uh besides the community aspect of it um what is your favorite thing that kind of funny does like what a piece of content that you really enjoy watching uh, right now, probably KFAF. <laughs> yeah, that's a solid answer. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just too good. It's too good. Um, I love Andy and Nick both. Um, yep. so that's that's probably my answer right now. Um, I need yeah. to actually get more involved in watching more. Um, just because I've just been busy and like I yeah. feel. I feel like I've definitely fallen off the wagon as far as keeping up with content, and that's like in all regards. Like I am so bad at keeping up with with everyone. Same. Yeah. And it's a lot of stuff and not that much time in the day. Yeah. And it's like, I yeah. want to, I want to support people. Like I want to, you know, listen to content and like, and it's mm-hmm. not even like I want to support and I don't like what you do or whatever, you know, yeah. it's like, no, like I genuinely love it and you're all really funny and really talented. I just, I've fallen off and I don't know how to, you know, pick yep, up the pieces absolutely. and get back there. I just, I need to do it though. Yeah. <clears throat> um, KFAF for streamies. That's a great choice. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, and, uh, before we move on, um, oh, see, nope, I lost it. So, you know what? We're not even going to bring that up, <laughs> Kyle. We're just going to keep moving. Um, something we do on every episode of Best Friends Talk Funny, uh, 
if you don't know, now that it's a completely rebranded show, uh, the Game Over Greggy show is what launched really kind of funny. It was the thing that they did and, and kind of how when I followed over, that was like the main thing I watched from them. Um, so on this show, what we do is my guest brings a topic, an old topic from the Game Over Greggy show, and we discuss it amongst ourselves. So, uh, we've done on the show, like worst purchase we've ever done. Um, I think last episode with Teddy, we did, we talked about time management and so they can be serious. They can be funny. Um, so Jess, what kind of topic did you bring to the table today? Okay. So I mentioned earlier that I like to watch movies a whole lot. Um, so I thought I would talk about some of our favorite movie moments Good. or like greatest moments in movies. movies. Good. Yeah. yeah, I I thought you did. So like, I figured this would be fun. Um, so yeah, I don't know. So, um, first off, let, let's set a base. Yeah. What kind of movies are you into, Jess? Is there a, t- a genre <laughs> movie that you are just not a fan of? Uh, I like really all genres. Um, I don't feel like there's like one that I'm not a fan of in particular. I feel like when I with horror movies, I either really really like them or really dislike them. Um, I'm like really nitpicky. Um, That's fair. So. Like, that might be, like, kind of a weirder one. The, the, the genre that I uh, watch the most, though, and I will come clean about this quite shamelessly, is I absolutely love, like, romantic comedies and romantic dramas. That's, <laughs> so to that's me, great. That's going to be, yeah. like, probably the majority of my answers. <laughs> yeah, no, I enjoy those as well. I think what one that I watch all the time is, uh, oh, now I'm blanking on it. Oh, my God, it's Drew Barrymore and Justin Long. What is that? Oh, uh, Never Been Kissed? No, oh. fe- Fever Pit? Is it Fever Pitch? Is that? Nope, that's Jimmy Fallon and Drew Barrymore. Oh, wait. Oh, it's Justin oh Long. God. It's. I could. Oh, my God. I have to look this up. This is bothering Drew me. Drew Barrymore I'm... and Justin Long. I'm trying to remember. What it's, is that? It's like they're, they're dating and then they move and then they come back. Is it going the distance? No. Oh, this is annoying me. Um, but yeah, romantic comedies are, are always good. Yeah. Like you, you just mentioned Fever Pitch. I, I, that's a guilty pleasure of mine. Yeah, like Fever Pitch is great. Um, no, I, I'm such a sucker for romantic comedies and, um, and just all of, all of that. Um, like my favorite movie of all time is When Harry Met Sally. Uh, now here, here's where I come clean, Jess. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of gaps in my movies, and that is one that I have not oh, seen. You gotta fix it. Like I understand not seeing it, <laughs> but like you gotta fix. It's so good. I just, I love. I love the writing in that movie. Um, I, I love the whole story. It's 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 really good. It's really good. Yeah. Um, so like, I, I just recently, um, I wouldn't say recently, like within the last three years, finally saw The Godfather for the first time. You know, it's funny. I actually haven't seen The Godfather, so oh, perfect. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so there we go. You'll watch When Harry Met Sally. I'll watch The Godfather, and I've heard I should probably watch the second one too. So. Yes, I, I I've been told the same, just not the uh, the last one. Yes, that that is what I've heard. That's the word I think. <laughs> yeah, this is okay. So this is really weird because I could have sworn it was Drew Barrymore and Justin Long, and now I don't see it on IMDb. Hmm. And it's like, is this a Berenstein Bears distant uh, situation going on? Oh God, I hope not. Because that. Oh messed- no, I I was totally right. It's called Going the Distance with Justin Long and Drew Barrymore. Yeah, a uh, romantic comedy centered on the guy and a gal who try to keep their love alive as they shuffle back and forth between New York and San Francisco to see one huh. another. Um, that is actually one of the Blu-rays I own. Uh, 
I just couldn't <laughs> see it uh, from my from my angle. Um, yeah, so that's a good romantic comedy right there. I will check uh, it out. Yeah, um, but yeah, movie moments in general. I think it's kind of it's kind of like a cop out for me when I just say the last forty five minutes of Endgame is a pretty oh, huge yeah. major movie moment for me. Yeah. So many cool things that have happened in that. Um. Yeah, I mean the Joker, or Heath Ledger in The Dark Knight is mm-hmm. eh, amazing. Like it is incredible. Uh, the Goonies is my favorite movie. Jess, really, so, like, I love the Goonies. Oh, thank God, somebody has seen the Goonies and know <laughs> yeah. what I'm talking about. <laughs> oh my, no, um, I also I think that like my second like favorite genre is definitely like 80s like family type movies. Like I absolutely. love the Goonies, I love Willow, um, like Never Ending Story, Princess yes. Bride, like The Labyrinth, Dark Crystal, like all mm-hmm. that's my shit. <laughs> so I I love those movies. That's what my mom kind of raised us on. Uh, has there been a time where you've been at the movie theater? And, and something has happened in the movie where, like, the whole theater started screaming and, and laughing and clapping. Like, it was it was more than usual. Like, it felt like a, you know, lack mm. of a better term, a moment. I'm trying to think. I think the in recent memory, um, the biggest reaction I've, I've had in a theater, um, like, as far as, like, the whole audience, it was actually just silence. And it was during... Uh, when when captain or not captain phasma um why can i not remember her name uh holdo uh mm. like goes through the uh the star destroyer yeah oh my gosh and last jedi that was incredible and that was just silence like it, it not yeah. even just like it was <laughs> it was like a deafening silence not just like movie theater quiet like it was like everybody was like <gasps> you know um and i think they actually in that that scene where they didn't have any audio either. Yeah, no, it's just, right? it's completely silent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then also, I mean, The Last Jedi for me, like, love it or hate it, I, I personally love it, but I know a lot Same. of people don't. Um, but I, the scene in which uh, Kylo Ren ends up switching over and, and kills the Emperor and, you know, joins Rey and then they fight off yep. the, what, the executioner troopers. Yeah. Um, th- incredible. Like, that was another yep. one of those moments where it's just like, I cannot believe this is happening. Like, um that was amazing yeah for Um, me like when it comes to like where the whole audience is in on it or you know lack of audience uh i I think of a couple things like i saw gravity Mm -hmm. by myself in imax nobody was in the theater with me and so speaking of like the holdo scene the last jedi where there was silence in the movie a lot of gravity is just silence and you're just like it it feels like you're in space and that might be one of the most emotional things I've ever been at a theater. Like I was sitting in that movie by myself in silence for a lot of that movie and just like the weight of space, I could feel it. And that, that messed me up. Like I left the theater crying and like, it felt like I went through war. Like I went through what Sandy B was going through. Like, yeah, that is, that's the reason why I love that movie so much. Is because of that. And no, that would be like a really cool way to watch that. Yeah, it, it the same thing. And I, I wish I had that for a quiet place, but there was just the one person in the theater that was loud during the quiet parts, and I wanted to throw something at them. Mm, that's yeah. that's always bad. But then on the opposite side, in high school, uh, do you remember the movie Snakes on a Plane? <laughs> yep, sure do, <laughs> so- <laughs> sure do. <laughs> 
Uh, my myself and my friends, we, there was like fifteen of us. Uh, our local theater was having like an advanced screening a couple days earlier for Snakes on a Plane, and we all drove to the theater as fast as we could because they announced it like very quickly. Um, we show up, and that was the most fun a crowd that I've been in in a movie has ever had. It That's was just awesome. like we were yelling at the the screen. No one's getting mad because we were yelling at the screen. Oh, uh, when, that reminds when, me. When Samuel L. Jackson like says the the line, "I'm tired yeah. of these motherfucking snakes on this motherfucking plane." The <laughs> yeah. whole theater said it along with him, and then we just stood up and started <laughs> clapping and cheering. That's oh, it was so I wish there was like dedicated theaters that does that. Like I can go mm-hmm. to a theater and watch it with people that want to scream at the at the movie, kind of like a um. A mystery science theater type thing. Yeah, yeah. Like I would, I would pay good like a riff track thing. <laughs> yes, I would love to just make fun of movies with other people and not feel shame for it. Yeah, that would be great. That that sounds like a business that needs to happen. Honestly, yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, that re- reminds me though, the snakes on a plane story. There is a horror movie that I saw when I was in middle school that there was a cheer for because this was at the uh, the I guess pinnacle of Paris Hilton's career. <laughs> Oh, no. Uh, House of Wax, whenever she gets stabbed in the head with the pole. Yeah. Yeah, people cheered, and I was just like, oh, man, that's kind of <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> but, um, yeah. Yeah, no, that was that was definitely one of them. I remember seeing House of Wax in theaters, and uh, people were just like, yeah. I was like, oh, man. <laughs> there was, ha- speaking of horror movies, um, have you been in, in a horror movie where everyone's kind of, like, gasped at, like, how horrifying it is? Trying to think. The one that comes to my mind. Did you see "Don't Breathe"? No, I didn't. Okay. There, there's a scene in "Don't Breathe," and and audience listeners who who's listening to this and you've seen this movie, you're gonna know what I'm talking about. But there's a scene with a turkey baster, and it's very uncomfortable. Oof. And, and it's it's extremely uncomfortable. But the entire theater was moaning and groaning, groaning and gasping and like trying to block their view because it was not. It was not a fun scene to watch. And we were all squirming in our seats. And, like, I could feel the uncomfortableness of everyone around me. I remember whenever I saw Gone Girl. Have you seen Gone Girl? Uh, uh, Yes. There's, okay, there's the scene. Do you remember with the champagne bottle? Uh, Is, oh, hold on. Is that the one with NPH? Yes. Yeah. Okay, but, yeah, she's, like... Uh, and sorry like content warnings i won't say it but like it has to do with it but she's trying to give herself like wounds that make it look like she's been sexually assaulted yeah and she like sticks a champagne bottle up there and pops it Mm. and i was so like i just remember being in the theater and like squirt like uh, and like people like made noises too it was just like like oh my god she's gonna do this no please no like yeah that was awful so i yeah i don't know the turkey baster thing but that also sounds uncomfortable so And that it makes yeah. my mind go to a similar thing, so I was like, "Oof." It is, and it, it's yeah. definitely, it's definitely something that is, is very, it's, it's not a nice thing, and it's yeah. a reason why the guy is a bad guy. Um, yeah, yeah, no, that was that was bad. Same thing with it. Did you see it? I did. What which scene? I, I mean, just in general, like oh, there, I yeah, guess yeah. there are a lot of people who are afraid of clowns that want to go see yeah. it. I personally am not, but I could feel how uncomfortable they were because the mm. seats were moving. <laughs> and uh, the last I can't wait for uh, two. that movie oh, is great. It looks so good. It looks really, really good. 
Um, yeah, it didn't really scare me or make me jumpy at all. Um, I think the last movie that actually scared me was uh, It Follows. <laughs> oh, yeah. I it watched Follows that got me. I didn't watch that in the theater. Yeah, I also watched it at home. And I remember just, like, looking out my window expecting something to be standing on my street. <laughs> yeah. It, it made Man. me uncomfortable. I, I, I mean, like, I really actually like that movie a lot. Um, mm-hmm. The soundtrack is great. And I feel like it was just shot really well. And, like... It was. It's just really good, but God, it it definitely got me a little. Yeah, yeah. No, there, there's something about like smaller budget uh, horror movies mm-hmm. where if they're done real well, they'll stay with you. And yeah, it follows is one that will stay with you. Mm-hmm. It was good. Um, it's a good one. I'm trying to think of other other like movie moments. Um, I have a million from rom coms I can list off. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, go ahead, list them off. Uh, so with When Harry Met Sally, to me, it's like, I, I love that movie because every part of it just seems like its own little moment, but, um, just the final confession on New Year's Eve is, is definitely one of them. Um, Love Actually, if, have you seen that? I have seen that one. Okay. With the cards when he's standing outside her door. Yep. Oh, that's another one I love. Um, oh, uh, so another one of my all-time favorite movies is, uh, Bridget Jones's Diary. <laughs> have not seen that one. Oh, it's so good uh it made me love colin firth um also mm. the pride and prejudice thing he did on bbc but um yeah bridget jones diary he uh the the very end scene is like uh he like kisses her in the street and she's like nice men don't kiss like that and he's like um this one does or something like that and he kisses and, and it's, it's just it's little that things is like that such a rom-com line oh it is but it's perfect i love cheesy like mm it's that's my shit (laughs) that's Uh, my my secret internet is that um for all the uh oh hi bruce yep (laughs) for all the uh booby cosplay photos that i (laughs) post i really just uh like romantic comedies and i'm a hopeless romantic (laughs) there there is no shame in that one um something else that i think happens to a lot of moviegoers especially in theater depending on the film is like when you see something that makes you cry and that whole experience of like am i crying too loud in the theater am i oh my gosh am i bothering people around me uh and like since the new one is is out or came out last weekend like toy story 3 in the theater Mm -hmm. messed me up like really bad and i went to see it a second time with my summer camp kids yeah and I, I warned all of them beforehand it's like i already saw this do not make fun of mr kyle because he's crying because it's going to happen mm-hmm. and then the incinerator scene like when they all hold hands mm-hmm. i kid you not just the whole row of kids i sat with were not watching the movie they're just staring at me because that was a blubbering mess oh that's was, so sad <laughs> oh my god that no. movie is so bad I am glad you bring that up. Okay, I am... You can ask anybody who's seen a movie with me. Like, I cry so much. Like, I am such a chronic crier. It's embarrassingly bad. Um, Oh, when we saw Endgame, like, the last, like, 30 minutes of that movie... Oh, yeah. it like I was trying so hard to not like audibly sob. I was like, because mm-hmm. you, you like I was sitting there crying, and you don't want to make that, <gasps> you know? <laughs> yeah, yep. like the, you're like I can't like I have to control my breathing. I can't let that gasp mm-hmm. happen. But like the whole time, I was like, it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. I, I had my hand over like the side of my face, so the yep. friend I was watching with couldn't see me. Yep. But yeah, I was crying almost the entire 
half, second half of that movie. I think the movie that there's like two movies that have made me cry hardest in life, um, and that's actually Edward Scissorhands. <laughs> Oh yeah, um, I that get movie that. destroys me. Um, I remember I watched it for the first time when I was in middle school. Um, it was when I was going through like my whole Johnny Depp crush phase, <laughs> which is now like now Johnny Depp's just I don't even you know. Yeah, but but back then, like when he was doing Pirates of the Caribbean, there was like a whole thing like you know I thought he was like awesome and I was mm-hmm. in, in love with him. Um, but I watched Edward Scissorhands and I cried so hard that I went to school the next day with swollen eyes. <laughs> Oh, wow. And um, I also cried when I watched – oh, my gosh. What is the movie? I can't think of the name right now. Um, It's a sci-fi movie with Amy Adams in it. Uh, Is it Arrival? Arrival. Oh, my gosh. Arrival. I totally cried in the theater myself. (gasps) Arrival got me so – there's a photo of me. Like, I don't know if it's on Facebook or whatever, but there's a photo of me after watching Arrival and I still had mascara on and like it, I look like the crow because <laughs> like my <laughs> face is just covered in black streaks. Like I cried so hard. Yeah. There, there's a reason why I go to a lot of movies during the day <laughs> when mm-hmm. it's kind of empty. If I know it's going to be like an emotional thing because <laughs> I, I'm, I'm with you. I cry very easily and, and <laughs> I guess that's just like the empath in me, like where I can see where these characters come, are coming mm-hmm. from, put myself in their shoes very easily. I'm the same um, way. Yep. And any any hint at a child that's going to suffer, I'm yep. a mess. Just it doesn't have to be any more than a second, oh, and it, it's it's bad. <laughs> have you ever seen? And I hate even bringing it up because it's so sad. Have you ever seen the boy in the striped pajamas? I have not. No. Oh, don't watch it. Okay. <laughs> no, there are certain like movies that Andrew will like ban me from watching because he knows just like <laughs> it's gonna destroy me. Um, like we had to be even careful with John Wick. John Wick, I got to the point where I was like, no, oh. but I, re- I really want to see it though. And like, I'm like, is the dog death like really horrible? He's like, no, it's pretty quick. And I'm like, okay, I can do it then. Yeah, but yeah, uh, that's, that's another one. Dogs in trouble get me too. Yes, yeah, like dogs and little kids. Like I remember, there's a God. What's the movie with Leonardo DiCaprio in it that like? I think it's like at a prison or something, right? And it's like World War Two related, and there's kids. It's like a really famous movie, but I can't think of the name of it right now. Like maybe Ghost Cernet. I don't even know. I was thinking Shutter Island. And it is Shutter Island. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't know because I haven't watched it because Andrew forbids me from watching. Oh, okay. One. I haven't seen it in like, a long time. So yeah, he's like, no, this is too sad. <laughs> like it's a shame that I haven't been to the movies in a while. Uh, I haven't been in like weeks, and it sucks. I think the last movie I saw was Aladdin, which was actually like really good. I want to see it. It Man, was really so good. I was, I was super nervous the first like ten minutes of it because like I didn't super love the uh, rendition of Arabian Nights, um, mm. and then like they they do some weird stuff with like the anim like not the animation but just like they just do some weird special effects type stuff. Um, in like the first couple minutes, but then like I got into it, and I was like, no, this is actually, and it just got better and better and better. And by the end, oh, I was like, okay, nice. that was spectacular, and I loved it. That is good to know. Uh, yeah. Does a whole new world still hit? It does. It slaps. Right, good. <laughs> good, 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 good. Um, I'm trying to think of like actual moments in the <laughs> film itself, like not just audience wise. Yeah, that really come to mind. Um, Hmm. There's there's something good about a, a uh, uh, like a good sports movie, like an yeah. uplifting sports movie. Like remember the Titans? 
I, you know, it's um, funny. It's like, remember the Titans is like one of those movies that I feel like it just, it transcends even just being a sports movie. I feel like yeah. you can just universally, like, it's just enjoyable. Absolutely. Um, a lot of those, like where, where the underdog team comes back from behind. Mm-hmm. Um, I love those get me. Uh, what was the last one I saw? Uh, I don't know. It's not going to come to me, but like th- those kind of moments in movies where, the bad guys get their comeuppance, you know? Like, that's what really gets me. And I love those stuff. Or those things. Yeah. No, I completely agree. I'm trying to think if there's, like... I'm even, like, looking through a little list right now and, and seeing if there's some other... Oh, Silence of the Lambs is a really great movie. Oh. I just saw that on here. I'm like, ooh, that is a really good movie with, like, lots of those yeah. little moments. Yeah. Um, Alien is also one of my favorite movies. Seven with the box, also another one of my Seven. favorite movies, and that yeah, scene is crazy. One. Yeah. Um, in the see, box. like, yeah, it's weird that they're all right next to each other because, like, Alien, Silence of the Lambs, and Seven are all like those are three of my favorite movies. I love them. Oh, real quick before I forget, you brought mm-hmm. up rom coms. Oh um, yeah. Uh, Nick and Nora's playlist. I haven't uh, seen it in so long. Uh, I need to rewatch it. It's so good, and and since most of it takes place in New York City, mm-hmm. like it holds it it holds a special place in my heart. I haven't seen it in a while either, but there's a scene where they're go- at the end of the movie where they're like going down into Penn Station, mm-hmm. and that's that's the escalator down I take every time I go go to go home, and yeah. I always think of that movie. Oh, that's funny. Um, you yeah. should definitely watch When Harry Met Sally. Then the whole thing is in New York, also. I it's again it's on one of those things. I have a book. Where is it? Right here, next to me. Um, a friend got this for, for me for Christmas a couple years ago. It's mm-hmm. a thousand and one movies to watch before you die, and it has like a checklist thing. Yeah, I think I've only seen maybe fifteen. <laughs> That's in this book. Really, I need to. I need to get one of those. That would be really fun. Yeah, so I, I'm definitely behind. Um, but yeah, movies are awesome. Uh, yeah. Can you think of any other moments that you want to to shout out before we go ahead and move on? No, I'm okay with moving on. Like, I, there's, I, I feel like I've at least name dropped a lot of like really good movies that have a lot of these moments, so people can like hear and be like, oh yeah, that is a good one. So absolutely. And like, honestly, we could spend like 30 minutes just talking about the last <laughs> really half could. hour of Endgame, but we, mm-hmm. I don't want to spoil for anyone who still has not seen it. Um. So now here comes the fun part, Jess. I teased it at the beginning. Uh, I have a lot of really great questions that people asked <laughs> okay. for you to I'm be answered scared. on this show. Uh, don't be scared. They're fantastic. I've, I've seen them. I just don't like answering. Like, I'm, I'm scared to have to make decisions. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see where you're coming. Yeah. A lot of those <laughs> questions here. Um, and first one I'm going to bring to you from uh, Caitlin. At Ooh, okay. C-G-R-R-R-R-R-R. There's a bunch of R's there. Uh, how do you remain one of the greatest humans alive? Also, Tifa or Garrus? <laughs> you can only pick one. <laughs> That's so messed up. <laughs> You're making me do things that'll make me not be the greatest person alive, Caitlin. Come on. Um, okay. So I guess my answer to the first very sweet question is I am only as great as the people I surround myself with. And I surround myself with really great people. Um, and yeah, oh, God, I hate this question. <laughs> I hate this. Um, I don't know. So I'm guessing since we didn't really touch on it before, uh, Mass Effect 2 is pretty big for you, too. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I, yeah. I love the Mass Effect trilogy. Um, and and Garrus is like my guy. 
Like, mm-hmm. I Jairus make jokes. I'll, I'll, like, try to replay the series, and I'll be like, okay, I'm going to pick somebody else. And then I get to Mass Effect 2, and I'm like, no, he's just it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's my guy. Um, okay, so I got to go with Tifa. I would keep Tifa over Garrus. And I'm so sorry. I hate doing that. But just because I feel like there are a lot more male characters who are similar to Garrus in terms of, like, that kind of vibe, you know? Um, and there's, there aren't a lot of characters like Tifa who, that have been made. So somebody who's like, like nurturing, but at the same time strong and, and a leader, um, but does so with like kindness. I don't know. Like she's, she's a really important character to me and Final Fantasy VII's a really important game. And I cannot imagine that game without her being in it. Perfect. So that would be my Uh, answer, I guess, but I still love Garrus so much and it hurts (laughs) to say it. Uh, thank you, Caitlin, for making her choose. Uh, <laughs> next question comes from Chris Moore at Morsayan on Twitter. Uh, he has two questions, actually. Number one, what are your feeling on Final Fantasy VII Remake being episodic? Uh, not ideal, but I'm willing to like be patient and see what they do. Same. Uh, just seeing the screenshots of just the Midgar area, like incredible yeah imagine cosmo canyon and gold saucer <sighs> i'm so excited nibelheim in that same style and, and yep. care and love like yeah i'm okay mm-hmm. with blaming myself mm-hmm. um and his second question was with ff7 getting an overhaul would you like it to happen to other past games yes um i'm trying to think of like what ones i would pick but yeah, I mean, I, I don't see... I feel like there's a few games that could benefit from that. Like, yeah. um, you know what would be kind of cool is, like, to redo Ocarina of Time, to go back to something that I mentioned uh, earlier, and update that, maybe even do it in, like, kind of that Breath of the Wildy type art. Mm. That would be kind of neat, um, but make it a little bit more open. Um, but I don't know. Like, like, that could be interesting. I don't know. I feel like there's, like, lots of... Like, I... I like to think that I'm fairly open-minded about things. I'm not like one of those people who's like, oh, this is too sacred to be remade. Or like, I don't like, I, you know, like I, I like to just see what people do. I'm not going to guarantee that I love everything that people do, but like, why not? Like go at it. Let me see, you know, make something that I want, make something cool. It it doesn't mean like the original is is going anywhere. Yeah, exactly. Nothing. It still retains all of the same charm. Even if the Final Fantasy VII remake sucked, which I don't think it's going to, and I really hope it doesn't, it doesn't change the fact that Final Fantasy VII is the, is my game, you know, like that's what I grew up on. That's what, what made me, me to a certain extent, like who I am and into the things that I like. Yeah. Yeah, It doesn't change the fact that I own Final Fantasy VII on four different consoles. (laughs) Yes. Uh, I own Final Fantasy VII any way that you can have it. Yep. Exactly. Um, uh, yeah. Next question comes from uh, Caesar at Caesar04 on Twitter. Best mm. Final Fantasy girl. And then he puts looks at piece of paper as only knows Tifa and Aerith. <laughs> well, uh, Tifa would be my answer. I, I yeah. love her. Um, I think she's somebody who like I don't know. I feel like there's such this pressure for like strong female characters to all be like Katniss Everdeen type people. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like you have to be tough and you have to like and even I hate lumping her in that because she's more than that, like in the books and stuff. But like, th- there's like that kind of um, thought that that's how like a strong female character should be. You know, it's like you yeah. should be someone who like isn't interested in romance and somebody who like is tough and somebody who's kind of cold and like um, badass. Like, and and yeah. that's what makes a strong female character. And I feel like with Tifa, she was somebody who was kind of ahead of her time because it it rejects kind of just solely that idea. And you have somebody instead who like 
you know, she is working class and works at a bar to support herself. She's really interested in like environmental like causes yeah. and, and like justice and like and being that sort of person. She helps Barrett take care of Marlene and is kind of like a nurturing. She takes on that nurturing role. She's a little bit of a hopeless romantic, you know, like with Cloud and stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. you know, and whenever Cloud kind of is in a state where he can't lead, she steps up to be the leader. Um, it's like she just she's kind of just encompasses a lot of different parts of like being a person and being a woman and i I really admire her a lot yeah yeah it's hard to not pick tifa yeah Uh, at least from from my uh viewpoint um i'll give a special shout out to i really like dagger in final fantasy 9 um she would definitely be up there too as well we spoke about renoa from Mm eight um i also have a really soft spot for selfie in final fantasy 8 Really, I I I kind of I do like selfie just because she's like a big goof. <laughs> I kind of like uh, in ten. I've always liked Riku, kind of for the same reason. Yeah, Riku mm-hmm. for sure. Um, you, we have a couple other Final Fantasy questions. So I'm going to ask them all in a row right now. <laughs> Sounds uh, good. <laughs> it's uh, like I'm known for liking Final Fantasy or something. Yeah, <laughs> you have a brand, which is totally fine. Uh, next question comes from Mike Calcaterra. I hope I said your last name right. At Bullet Tooth Mac. What is your favorite Final Fantasy game and why is it Half-Life 2? Ha. Um, well, I've never played actually uh, Half-Life 2. So um, I, I, yeah, I, I've never played either of the Half-Life games. So, um, but I know that people who have are very into them. <laughs> yeah. um, my, my favorite Final Fantasy game is 7. Um, probably followed by 9. I think 9 is fantastic also. Actually, ooh, but I don't know. Maybe 6. 6 is up there too. 6 is a good one. 6 is a good one. I would say that 7's top and then 6 and 9 are both um, fantastic as well. Nice. Uh, this one comes from Chris Compendio at Compenderizer on Twitter. Uh, fuck, Mary kill. Cloud, Aerith, Tifa. Go. <laughs> Okay, um, 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 okay, so I gotta marry Tifa. <laughs> nah. mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I think, I think I gotta just kill Eris because she dies anyway. And she's not, like, the type of person that you, like, one night stand, you know? No. So, and so I guess Cloud is, Cloud's the fuck. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so, that's, that's my answer. <laughs> uh, this question comes from Jake Deal at Jacob Delio. Uh, player choice, Desert Island game, movie, book, or other media? Kind of similar almost to like what, um, like the beginning thing, like the question about like one thing I would recommend, but yeah. I guess a little different because this is just for me. Um, mm-hmm. So I always say, like usually when people ask my Desert Island like book or whatever, I say the Count of Monte Cristo. Um, so I think I'm going to stick with that. Um, just cause that is, I love that book. It has a little bit of everything, a little bit of romance, a little bit of revenge. Um, it's, it's a cool story. Um, and it's big too. So it's like, it'll, it'll last me a while. It takes a little, little bit to get through. So. Nice. Um, where's the next question? Ah, from Kelsey Lynn at Kelsey Lynn 1031. Recommendations on how to take a fire selfie. <laughs> um, I don't know. Tell me. <laughs> um, I don't know. Uh, know your angles. <laughs> that's that's my that is my advice. Kelsey's so sweet. Um, Excellent. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, next and our final question comes from Aaron at nin nurse on Twitter. Uh, 
Did you know you're a fantastic human and gorgeous and I miss you? Second question. If you could have dinner with any person in history, who would it be? Oof. That's, oh, I'm always, like, so scared of getting that question. Um, yeah. I miss Aaron so much also. Um, gosh. <sighs> any person in history. You know, I'm, like, not going to think too hard on it and, like, pick, like, you know, because I think realistically, if you were sitting here like, oh, I need to pick the best possible choice, like who who yeah. could I benefit from the most? Like you'd be sitting here all day trying to figure out something. So I'm just going to go with my gut right now. And I'm going to say Lin-Manuel Miranda. <laughs> oh, that's a great choice. Yeah. He seems like he would be someone who like you would just like walk away better having had dinner with him. Like Absolutely. he would be funny, you know, and charming. And like you just like he seems like he would be like somebody who'd be really fun to have food with. <laughs> yep. So yeah. that's gonna be, um, and he's just creative. He's brilliant. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go Lin Manuel. That's where my mind goes to. Like, yeah, it'd be great to have dinner with someone that very from a historical standpoint. Yeah, but, exactly. Like, mine would be The Rock. Like, I just have dinner with <laughs> that's The Rock. Cool. <laughs> and just have him pump me up, feel like get yeah. me hyped up and motivated because I think he's the best, one of the best humans in the world. Yeah. No, that's a great answer. Yeah. Um, now, just before we get into where people can find you uh, and all the stuff that you do and where that you can find them, um, do you know of a man in the kind of funny, uh, community and content, uh, known as Josh McCuga? No. Okay. So Josh McCuga is somebody that's been on some of their shows. He, he does uh, movie coverage for Collider, um, and he's one of Nick's uh, Nick Scarpino's friends, uh, and he has a show on on YouTube called the Josh McCuga Show, and it's very much like a uh, an interview type show. And at the end of every episode, he d- puts three minutes on the clock and he ans- asks his guests rapid fire questions. Ooh, and the first okay. thing that comes to your head is is what you say. So oh no! What we're okay. gonna do is <laughs> I'm gonna put three minutes on the clock. And I'm just going to ask you some very simple questions. And the okay. first thing that pops in your head uh, is going to be your answer. And we'll see how many we get through. Okay. All right. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Texting or talking? Talking. Favorite holiday? Christmas. Uh, at what age do you want to retire? Never. Mm. Invisibility or super strength? Invisibility. Uh, fill in the blank. Taylor Swift is complicated. <laughs> mm, nice one. Uh, Ariel or Jasmine? Jasmine. Uh, first celebrity crush. Uh, does Link from Zelda count? <laughs> sure. Uh, if you could travel back in time, what period would you go to? Ooh, uh, American Revolution. Favorite junk food. Banana bread. <laughs> Favorite childhood TV show? Hmm. Animaniacs. Cake or pie? Pie. Uh, say a word in Spanish. Uh, gracias. <laughs> <laughs> uh, have you ever worn socks with sandals? No. Uh, is there such a thing as objective beauty? No. If Voldemort offered you a hug, would you accept? Yes. <laughs> oh, very nice. Maybe he uh, just it, needs one. <laughs> eh, that's true. Um, <laughs> sourdough or wheat? Uh, sourdough. I mean, it kind of depends, but I'm going to go sourdough. Uh, what's for dinner tonight? 
Um, I don't know. I'm not super hungry. <laughs> uh, name one of the seven dwarfs. Sleepy. Uh, oh my god, I love. Oh, are reindeers real creatures? No. Wait, yes, they are. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what's the fastest speed you've ever driven in a car? Ooh, like an accidental, like one ten. <laughs> Wow, one ten, nice. Uh, one minute <laughs> oh to go. Uh, Godfather or Star Wars? A uh, Star Wars. Big dogs or small dogs? Big dogs. Um, how often is it healthy to cry? Oh, I'm the wrong person to ask. I unhealthily cry frequently. Um, I would say oh, once a month. <laughs> uh, stale Sour Patch Kids or fresh circus peanuts? Fresh circus peanuts, probably. Are rats cute? Yeah. <laughs> uh, do you know how to salsa dance? Uh, you know, it's funny a little bit. <laughs> oh, nice. Um, what is your ideal outside temperature? Um, 65. Have you ever slapped someone in the face? Yes, I have. Nice. Uh, oh, my God. Only uh, one person. I regret it. It was sad. <laughs> Uh, if Kim Kardashian and Donald Trump were both drowning and you can only save one, who would it be? Oh, Kim Kardashian. Easy. <laughs> Correct answer. And that's the three minutes are up. <laughs> Woo! Uh, Jess, thanks so much for coming on. I had an absolute blast getting I to had talk so to much you fun. and getting to know you a bit better. Um, Th- this was amazing. Yes. Uh, so once again, thank you for coming on. Uh, those of you who are listening, if they want to follow you, where can they find you? Um, you can find me at Twitter and on Instagram, uh, both of those at Jessicogs, which is J-E-S-S-A-C-O-G-S. And you could also follow her at uh, Rational Passions. Ah, uh, yes. Um, <laughs> An uh, uppercut. Yeah. Is it going to be at uppercut on Twitter? I think. I don't know if it is. I, I'm okay. not sure what that is yet. But um, I'm sure if you're following Jess like or if you follow Caitlin, uh, you can see what their the new branding is yeah on twitter um you can follow me at who that ninja 73 on twitter uh you can follow this show at bfs talk funny on twitter if you want to be on the show hit me up and i'll add you to my ever-growing list of best friends that i want to get to know better and want to showcase to the world how awesome this community is um so please do the podcasting rate it five stars uh share it with other best friends um i want i really truly want the world to know how awesome the kind of funny best friends are because they've uh, it's not a a cheesy saying they've saved my life i owe them a lot so please uh spread the word And remember, be kinda to one another. Bye!